Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 436, 2023 goals, and roosted was roasted. And I am your co-host and the guy who almost has his voice back, but more importantly, has partaken of fresh and never frozen wild turkey and i'm your co-host and the guy who put that turkey on the grill yes indeed and it was quite tasty (laughs) man yeah we had a great hunt the two of us we actually got to double together to start the year that's never a bad way to start it out you know that's pretty tough to beat pretty tough to beat and you know just like last year for me got to start it out with some gun malfunction which is always great (laughs) (laughs) yes yes and yes so we'll save save that that for the yeah we'll save that for the hunt but good night we both got gun malfunctioned from the same gun (laughs) yeah nothing like it there's nothing better than you know kill him andy here's my gun (laughs) (laughs) oh baby we'll definitely be playing that one in the future though so we'll we'll save that story for later but Andy and I are on the board. We had an awesome hunt, and I mean, just a great trip anyway. I mean, with the wives yeah, and everybody, it was it was really fun. Yeah, good times, no doubt. And you know, that's just I guess you know as good as that was, it really being the first trip of the year just makes me look forward to the others, the other trips. And yeah, and so you know, if they turn out half as good as this one did there's going to be some good trips on the books for 2023 so i'm excited about it man you know we're nine days nine days away from opening day of spring turkey season in alabama and if you want the exact number nine days 10 hours 25 minutes and one second away ute season opens up this saturday in the great state of alabama so If you've got a ute, take that ute out hunting. And, man, I have been seeing strutting turkey pictures from trail cameras for weeks now. Oh, man. So. That's awesome. I I know a youth and friend of the show, Andy Cantrell, got his son a monster long beard. Yeah. Man, what a hunt, too. God, it was awesome. Got it on, I guess. You can't say it lasted a long time. (laughs) No. That turkey's toenails were on earth for about 30 seconds, maybe. No, I don't even think it was that. Yeah, maybe more like 10. He, yeah. He did it, you know, it's just one of those hunts that hardly ever happens, but it's awesome when it does when they just fly right to you at the tree. Yeah. I mean, like a like he's just a desperate two-year-old, you know? Here mm-hmm. he is, his freaking daggers. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it was it was awesome. Congrats to, to that family i know i think he said both his boys were with him and his youngest shot the turkey yeah is that right yep that's right i saw the video on social media and he sent it to me and you as well and so cool but yeah the reese the older son posted it on ig so if you guys want to find that video and watch that it's awesome his name's reese cantrell and i believe it's r-e-e-c-e and then last name c-a-n-t-r-e-l-l but 
man that yeah. was just cool yeah i had a another friend who we've hunted with brett blaze he messaged me today and he took a 15 year old who'd never turkey hunted before and got him his first turkey yesterday and he'd been duck hunting and had been deer hunting and doing some other hunting with him this year and he took him listening yesterday and he heard him gobbling he's like what do you think and he's like oh, i think duck hunting's cooler and Apparently, after the gobbler came in strutting and gobbling in his face at 20 yards, he changed his tune. That will do it. <laughs> he said he was pretty shook up. It took him uh, several minutes to start forming real words again. <laughs> well, so that's, when a Woody does that, then I'll get serious about some duck hunting. That's what I tell my brothers about elk hunting. I said, as soon as one hops up on the limb and gobbles at me, I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But that's awesome to see the youth having success. I'm glad that that's going well. I think I think it's going to be a great spring for everybody. You know, we had a, a better hatch than we've had previously pretty much across the whole U.S. two years ago. So there should be a few more two-year-olds on the landscape, hopefully. Yep. And that should translate to some good hunting in most all the country, I believe. I think there was an above-average hatch kind of nationwide that year for whatever reason. Yes, indeed. Ought to be a so good one. Super, super exciting. And we got a long season ahead of us. Did you set any goals for yourself? We do have a long season ahead, but you know what? In about three or four days, we're going to be talking about how quickly the season went by. Uh, it I just know. goes the, by so quickly. Yeah, yeah. But yes, I do have goals set for myself for this season. You know, I'm big on setting goals, and every once in a while I achieve those goals, but you know, that doesn't mean I don't go down fighting when I don't achieve them. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited about this year's goals. And for the most part, mine are pretty simple and straightforward. I've got some goals that, gosh, I have to go back and look. But I think I'm carrying some of these over now for about four years, maybe five. So, <laughs> One of them involved the trumpet call? Well, that's on the list, but I, I can't remember how long that one's been on the list. <laughs> but... Yeah, that that one's that's a repeat goal for me. I've got another one that involves my son. I've got another one that involves my dad. I yeah. think that this year, just due to the distance between us, I'm taking my nephew off the list of goals. But seeing you with the proverbial pencil right now, just marking through him on the list. Well, I, I would never mark through him, and and when I say my nephew, <laughs> I I actually have two nephews, but the oldest, is living in New Orleans and working oh. in southern Mississippi. And so... Pretty good haul. Yeah, it's a pretty good haul for him to get to me. I should hook him up with Scott and let Scott take him and kill a bird. There you go. Scott, you have an assignment. Hey, Scott, <laughs> do me a <laughs> solid and take my <laughs> oldest name all of your hot spots and get him a turkey. Scott only shoots turkeys <laughs> with like six beards on them, so... Well, yeah. But he, he just needs to call in a one-bearded turkey from my nephew. That's all he needs. That's true. He's, he gives those away freely. But I think just due to time constraints with my travel schedule and with him being so far away from home, I think it's going to be pretty darn difficult to even get the opportunity to hunt with him this year. But don't don't think for a second I won't try to make that happen any way to do it. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah I guess I'll just jump in and talk about mine. I mean, I, I really don't have a whole lot of them, but they're lofty. So here are the goals. I've got number one on the list, and really these are in no particular order. I've just 
number one on number one. How about that? Instead of saying number one on the list, yeah. because that makes it sound like it's a priority. I have kill in seven states. Some of those are new states nice. and some of those are not new states. So six more. I've got six more. Yeah. Hey, it started out well. It started out very well. Yeah. And I've got on my list to kill at least one turkey in Alabama. You know, several years ago, I had on the list, I think, to kill in seven states. And I said, you know, if I kill in those seven states and I don't kill in Alabama, then I'll be perfectly happy. And that is exactly what happened. I killed in those seven states and did not kill in Alabama. And I, no part of me could say that the season was a disappointment, but it just doesn't quite feel right to not kill one at home. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's your home turf, man. Like, that's, you got home field advantage or yeah. disadvantage, honestly. I think it's a disadvantage. <laughs> it, it can very well be. You know, and I mean, I'll say that I probably, well, there's no probably to it. I should not hunt differently at home, but I do. And, the reason being is that I'm 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 going to contradict myself so much when I'm talking about this, but what the heck? Turkey hunting is contradictory in its very essence. You know, we as turkey hunters, we're very contradictory in our essence to our core. We've talked about this yes. before. You cannot love the bird and then love to kill every bird that you can kill. It just doesn't that that does not make sense. Doesn't make sense. But we, but we do you, that. So I'm going to be The goal is to kill it, but then there's a remorseful time as soon as you kill it. And you're like, man, you know, what a beautiful bird. But you feel this weird remorse, even though your entire goal for the season is to go kill it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the big contradiction is that I'm okay not killing one in Alabama when I look at the way things are today compared to the way things were 20 years ago. And I I yeah, shouldn't I shouldn't really think that way because I don't believe that we're going we as hunters are going to let wild turkeys go back to the way they were in the early 1900s population wise, but it can happen. I mean, I'm not That's I'm true. not saying that it can't happen at all. I just don't think that we as turkey hunters are going to sit by and idly let that happen without going down without a fight. And that was a bird that I belly to poke your head up over a rise and behind me and whack him. But still, again, yeah. that's 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 not going to happen. I'll still, and I will walk that back again if I get the opportunity to shoot four in. Go ahead. I was going to say that's you know I've told Baker private piece. I get permission on if I kill one, I'm done. And yeah. so sounds like you're making a similar statement in that. Like, it's just very different. You know, people say I tagged out or whatever. Well, if you did it all on one ridge, you probably inflicted some damage to that area. Yeah. If you did it in four different quadrants of the state, you, you probably didn't harm much. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And there's some very good turkey hunters in this club that I'm in, this hunting club I'm in. And so, you know, if they're going to kill four each, and I kill four, you know, what are we going to end up taking off of this club property in, a, in the course of a year? Are we going to take 28, 32, 40 turkeys off of it? Yeah, not sustainable. I don't think so. Do y'll, I assume you'll keep a harvest kind of record so you know we how do. many are killed. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And, you know, it's speaking all of that, not system, to interrupt, of yeah, that's true. But not to interrupt your train of thought, but speaking of harvest, I have a friend, Andrew, who you've met, I believe. I don't know if you have or not, but they have 
it's pretty cool. He sent it to me. Him and all of his neighboring landowners for like miles around this river basin are keeping track of each other's how many turkeys are harvested. Like they're managing this giant area like it's you know public where they everyone knows how many are harvested. And I was like, man, that's that's awesome. Like yeah. that way you know so and so's killed three already. I probably shouldn't hunt the birds I have on that side of the property, you know, or whatever, but right. it's really neat. I mean, he has data back to 2016 from all these properties of how many birds are harvested, you know, on this property, that property, this property. And I, I think we need more of that. Honestly, if you know your neighbor's turkey hunting stuff, communicate, you know, how many are being killed on you and them and manage it. Like it there, the turkeys are on both of you, you know, <laughs> No, there's no doubt. Yeah. You got to, and if you're hunting, they're probably on your and if he's hunting, they're probably on you. But you, you got to manage them, you know, as if they're one giant block. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's that's a smart idea. And, you know, it takes a lot of cooperation and a lot of communication yeah. to do and trust something like and, that. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's cool. I don't disagree with you. I, I don't see harm in doing that until it gets to the point to where someone, uh, one of your neighbors says to you, you don't need to kill any more turkeys. <laughs> And then that's when, to me, I think it's a little bit of an overreach, you know. Yeah, that could get, I could see that getting pretty dicey, but. It's got to be something that if you're going to participate in, you've got to be willing to pull the plug on your own harvesting. Yeah, it's kind of, I mean, to me, I don't think this is even realistic, but if we got to a place where it was like, look, man, you know, we see the winter flock here, we got eight gobblers. This is what we've got. Let's just agree we're going to, you know, kill three of them. And that's that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And once we hit, I have a friend who did this with another guy who can hunt his property. They they did that last year. They were like, hey, man, we've each killed one. They shook hands. We're done here. And neither of them hunted that place anymore. Yeah. And uh, I just, I feel like with where we are now, that needs to be a little more prevalent. There's not one on every ridge. So we, we may have to move towards ideas like that with private lands you know just yeah. to make sure we're doing sustainable harvest because i mean you can do all this habitat and predator management stuff but if you kill every male on the property you're, you're screwing up <laughs> yeah you're exactly right yeah i hunted a club north of birmingham i can't remember if i was in it for two years or one year but it was a decent piece of property as far as turkeys go and before the season called themselves a turkey hunter met face to face and said mm. what are we going to set our personal limit for this year on this property and wow that's awesome at, at the time the state limit was five birds and i think we all agreed to three birds on that property per person per person yeah wow and so but there weren't very many turkey hunters or people who called themselves turkey hunters but we made the rule for the entire club so if someone was not at that meeting and they came to hunt they had to follow the rule that we and i assume if you took a guest and they killed one that counted towards your three that's exactly right and i had that happen you know but that that was man what a hunt but Yeah. yeah i was just thinking about that bird strutting in and just getting whacked and when he fell over he (laughs) fell over on his side perfectly in full strut what? insane i've never seen that happen like before. he stayed in strut after yeah. he got shot yes i've never seen that one it was crazy <laughs> but i've he, never even heard of that yeah i mean it was just like he'd been electrocuted or maybe just frozen 
and somebody just tipped him over. It was it was the wildest thing That's I've absurd. ever seen. That is absurd. So, but yeah, we did that at that club, and that that I thought was a great rule. And you know, I I can't remember. I think I killed. Yeah, I killed two birds, and then had a guest kill one out on that property that year. So Sweet. that yeah, that was. Uh, but I liked that. You know, like I said, it's it's That's up to us idea. to manage. And now that we've got more and more turkey hunters hunting we really do need to consider that you know and and maybe there's clubs out there that need to say hey we we have four thousand acres we're going to allow no more than eight turkey hunters to join or we're going to allow no more than eight hunters to hunt turkeys is probably the better way to say that you know i don't i don't know but either that or you do set a personal limit of you know, yeah, the state says four, but we're going to kill two each, and that's it. Yeah. So. Yep. Anyway. I like that. All right. I can't remember how we got to that point, but. Anyway, <laughs> you were talking about your goal of killing <laughs> one in Alabama, and then we got to there. Oh, yeah. Rabbit. Squirrel. Yeah. 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 We moved off that pretty fast. All right. So, number two, again, in no particular order, and he's a transfer from last year's goal, and that is to call in a turkey for Chris. So. Good deal. Did he hunt with you last year? He did not even go with me last year. You know, he's very involved in volleyball, not only playing, but coaching. And so he was coaching two girls' teams last year and then playing beach or sand on the weekends. And so he didn't get the opportunity to go with me. But actually, I mean, I'd just written down for Chris and... 30 seconds later, my phone rang and it was him. He said, what are you doing? I said, well, I just <laughs> I just wrote your name down. He said, he asked, was it on a check? I said, no. <laughs> I, like your, I like your question, but no. Heck that no. sounds like you. <laughs> <laughs> so I told him what it was and he said, yeah, you know, weekends are going to be tough, but I'll be around Easter weekend and, and actually I will too. So we'll try that weekend. Hey, and yeah. I said, you know, we we can go during the week. You can break yeah. away for a few hours one weekday. We can go do it then. Look at the calendar and make it happen here in the next week or so. Let's get something scheduled. So we'll do that. Always a good awesome. time going with him. He's, that happen. Yeah, he's a heck of a lot of fun and a great guy. So looking forward to getting back out with him. The last time he and I went, I can't remember if I played the audio from that hunt or not, but we had a we had a turkey goblin. This was up in the morning, and it was the last day of season. And wow turkey goblin up on a ridge we're down in the bottom and the turkey comes we're down in the bottom in some woods but going up the ridge was clear cut typical alabama hunting and we see this turkey come out of the woods it's a hen well here comes a strutter behind her and then here come like i don't remember the exact number seven or eight jakes behind him and we start calling and the hen turns and starts walking down the hill towards us and here comes everybody else, you know, right behind. They get about halfway down the hill, and the jakes pitch off the side of the hill and flew over the top of us. And when I tell you over the top of us, I could feel the wind being oh, cut from their wings. Gosh. They were inches over the tops of our heads. Wow. And he knows not to move, but, you know, it's not our first time or his first time to go hunting. And when they pitched off that hill and started towards us, he goes, oh, my, this is the coolest thing ever. And then when they came, <laughs> I mean, inches from us, he goes, this is the coolest thing ever. This is the coolest thing ever. This is the coolest. And they landed like, you know, anywhere from five yards to 25 yards away from us. And the tom, 
never moved. He followed the hen all the way down into the food plot, and he stood up there and strutted for her, and I could have killed him a hundred times, and Chris was sitting on the, the opposite side of the tree. So anyway, that was a, an awesome experience, and you know, hopefully we'll get another one like that. That's a lot of fun. But next on the list, I have to take my dad three to five times this year. Last season, I don't even think he went with me one time. And so I've got to make it a point to drag him out to go with me this year. So nice. I've had him on my list to get him a turkey for the past several years, but he's he's hard of hearing. He gets around okay. He's got two fake knees, but I mean, he's still, you know, to be 80 years old, which he turned 80 the end of February, to be 80 years old, he's still very active and still gets around very well. He just can't walk for miles and miles and miles. So in my mind, I've got to have a bird pretty well roosted, you know, within a certain area to say, okay, let's go. And mm. last year, I can be tough. Last year, I didn't too. have that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that can be roosting turkeys goes the southeast is probably the hardest place to roost one. Yeah, yeah. Especially not... Alabama. I mean, they don't gobble in the mornings either. Yeah, it is. And, you know, you, you go out west, you hunt Merriam's, you hunt Rio's, and they have no issue gobbling on the roost in the evenings. Oh, yeah. So, you know, different different deal all the way around. But anyway, you know, that's that's I've got pops back on the list, so we'll see. And, of course, Good another deal. carryover is the trumpet. And <laughs> last year... I started out the season literally carrying no other calls. Well, I you know have a crow call, but carrying no other calls than a trumpet. And little did I know that my entire season was going to be this way. But after a week of not hearing any turkeys gobble within the same 800 miles of where I was hunting, <laughs> I said, I'm putting this trumpet down. I cannot make a turkey gobble with a trumpet. make a change. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I brought my trusted old friends my old turkey calls into the woods with me and they had the same exact result that the trumpet did so anyway (laughs) this will be the year i really feel like you know with i feel like i'll be more comfortable on some of these trips after if i go if i go to a state where i can kill more than one bird i'll kill a bird and then maybe try to call in another one just in the trumpet only yeah you know i'll do the same thing at home too Maybe I'll try to kill a bird first and then just hunt with a trumpet for the rest of the season in Alabama. That would be kind of cool. Try to kill bird number two that way. But Yeah, there you go. That'd be awesome. Yeah, but I'm going to make that happen this year. So, you know, that's that's really it. Um, I hate to put this as a goal for my turkey season. It's just a goal that I have in general. It's not really related to turkey season, but I plan on taking more nest predators out. So that's going to be, that's going to happen during the season as well, because I'll be, when I'm home, I'll be hunting the same two pieces of property every single day. So it'll be much easier to run traps and check them consistently that way. So anyway, that's yeah, key time of year to be doing it. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Good time of year for it. And like I said, it's not really a goal. I just feel like Hey, I owe it to the turkey to do it. So a little bit of giving back. And speaking of that, maybe you know, but I don't know or haven't seen it. Has Mossy Oak released the new 2023 turkey stamp yet? I have not seen 
seen it. I think this the Fox Vest Mania that we've seen wow. may have been, you know, at the forefront of their minds, but I know they I have gotten word and I know what the artwork is gonna be on the stamp and it's gonna be freaking awesome. A lot cool. of history always kinda getting that extra detail seems like with Mossy Oak making sure it has historical significance. Yeah. So we will hopefully have Daniel Hayes on in a couple of weeks to tell us about the Mossy Oak turkey stamp. Once they get kind of done with Fox Vest Mania, which is taking the turkey hunting world by storm. Yeah, that's crazy. It really is. So I plan on buying, again this year, I plan on buying a turkey stamp from Mossy Oak for every turkey I harvest. So I already owe them 20 or 25 bucks, whatever they're going to charge for it this year. And Yes, you did. We both did. Yeah. And so that's really it for me. I mean, I don't have... You know, there's nothing crazy there. There's nothing that's not obtainable. But I've kind of changed the goals from getting Chris to kill a turkey, getting my dad to kill a turkey, to getting them out there and just, you know, really enjoying the experience and enjoying time in the woods and and time together. And so I'm I'm looking forward to this year. I mean, I'm I'm ready, man. Yeah, it's going to be an epic year. I already can feel it. Always is. Our time yeah. to shine is finally back. Yeah, and you and I have another trip together, so that'll be fun. Yeah, I'm I'm excited about that one. That's going to be awesome. Get to hunt twice together this year on the road, which is a treat. Yep. So, so, what do you have on the list of goals for the year? I have several goals. I have one. I can't decide how I want to phrase this goal, but I've long-standing had a goal to yelp up and have my mentor who taught me at a turkey hunt kill a turkey with me calling it in you know oh, cool yeah and last year last day of season i called him up and he said he'd go with me he doesn't go a whole ton anymore he's a very busy guy and he doesn't ever kill him i was like bring a gun he said okay and he showed up the next morning hopped out of the truck and said all right let's go and i was like well, where's your gun he's like oh, i didn't bring it mm-hmm. i was like dude <laughs> he was like here get yours you, you can use one of my tags and i was like no i'm not doing that <laughs> anyway i did yelp a turkey up to about five steps from us for him to view at least so i i can't decide if that goal is achieved or if i need to try to convince him to bring love for him to shoot one with me uh just so we could celebrate over that but you know i accomplished that goal mostly in my mind now yeah because i i mean he chose not to bring the gun. I yelped the fully long bearded gobbler up to five steps and we could see his spurs, you know. <laughs> I mean, it was freaking awesome. But Why don't you, when he shows up this year without a gun, why don't you hand him a video camera? Well, I, I videoed it on my phone, so I do have that memory saved. Yeah. But, but yeah, I don't know. I want to see, he keeps saying he has a gun that like his uncle passed away and gave to him years ago and he wants to kill one more with it. I'm like, bring it kill it with mm-hmm. me like but he may kind of want to do that a one-on-one battle you know i don't know but i'm gonna i'll say my goal is to yelp another turkey up for him this year whether or not he shoots it is up to him but i would like to hunt with him at least one or two times this year and hopefully yelp a turkey up or at least engage one with him yeah so and then as far as states go i have a i think a six state goal this year one accomplished so i need five more very cool. And then I also will be hitting a couple repeat states and just having some fun in other places. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the goal, I guess, for states is try to get six new ones, two of which will be with you, hopefully. And then, you know, I, I won't be devastated if that doesn't happen, but I do put more pressure on those out-of-state hunts than I do my at-home hunts, kind of like you were saying. 
Yeah. And then I guess the only other goal I have really set for the year. Well, I'll say this is a goal. I want to hunt 70 days there. And mm-hmm. that's a lofty goal. Lofty. Because I know I'll get burned out a little bit towards the end on those rainy days, you know. But I'm trying to set that goal as a way of... There have been a lot of hunts in my life where it was like, uh, maybe I shouldn't worry about going. Or I'm going to sleep in. And I end up going and it turned into an incredible experience. And I... I have to just remind myself of that. Like, it doesn't matter what the weather's doing, man. It, you never know what's going to happen out there. You never know. Yeah. And that's kind of a goal for the year. I, I have 73 possible days I can hunt, so I can take off three, <laughs> which is going to be, that's that's a grind, my man. But we'll see. I, you can I, do it. You're young and able. Yeah. You know, most people, I don't know, a lot of people probably measure the success of their year by turkeys killed or you know, whatever it may be. But for me, like when I look at my end of year statistics, the first thing I look at is how many days did I go? And the mm-hmm. more days I go, the the more proud I am of that season, you know, cause I'm like, I did it. I took more of my time and put it towards turkey hunting. Like you, you're doing something right, you know? Yeah. And that's the measure of success for me. Like, I don't care if I don't kill any turkeys this year. I, well, I've, I've killed some already, but I don't care if I kill any more turkeys this year. If I go 70 days and get in the spring woods and I'm bound to hear at least one gobble, surely in that time, I'll be so excited for the year. Yeah. So I have that goal. And then my last goal, I don't want to get too deep on the podcast or anything, but my last goal is to prioritize going to church on Sundays during this turkey season. Mm-hmm. And I just believe that we're called to make sure to make church a priority as much as I love turkey hunting and as close as I feel to God when I'm in the woods, I still need to make church a priority with my family, especially now that I have a young one. Mm -hmm. And so I'm making that a goal this year. If I'm on a turkey and he's gobbling, I'm not going to pull this, you know, we'll go tonight or whatever type thing. I'm going to make church a priority and I'm going to go. Yeah. And so that's, that's my final goal for the year. And, and I, I admire that in you. I've noticed that, and I'm not trying to bring this up for any other reason, priority to go to church, wherever the heck we may be. And I, I think that's really cool. So I'm going to try to do that even when I'm out of state this year. Yeah. I mean, that's it kind of goes back to, for me, the at-home versus on-trips thing. When I'm at home Sunday morning at 9.45 and church starts at 11, I'm leaving the woods. Yeah, I'm going to like church. Closer. You know, God gave me the opportunity to get out there and hunt for a few hours that morning, and I didn't squeeze the trigger. I could, you know, maybe I could hunt until 1 or 2 and, and kill a bird midday. But, again, another Alabama turkey. I mean, how, how many do I need to say I killed on my tombstone for somebody that walks past my tombstone to go, wow, that dude's a stud. He killed this many turkeys in Alabama. And do I, I'll be dead. You know, I want, I want the no bag limit endless season in heaven. So, you know, I'll, I'll sacrifice several hours on a Sunday to, to go to church. And, you know, on the trips, I would love to say that I go to church every single Sunday on every trip, but it's, it would be a lie, number one. So I'm not going to say it. Number two, Sometimes it's just not possible. Yeah. I've got other people with me. Maybe it's an hour or two hour drive to get to church. Yeah. And, you know, I have to pay my respects in the woods. And, you know, you do what you have to do. But that's one of those things, like I said, for me, that 
if I'm at home, I'm sacrificing a few hours on a Sunday to to make it to church. And so anyway, uh, I totally understand what you're saying. And, you know, I agree with you. It's just my personal opinion. I think when you have a young family, it's important to go and instill those those characters, values. characteristics and values yeah. in your children, you know, and, and... Well, and and for myself, you know, I mean, who am I to prioritize a turkey hunt, you know, that I'm getting to do hopefully 70 days every Sunday service, you know, and so yeah. Yeah. it has just, it kind of hit me. I had a friend, he's a lot older than I am, but he, he took off an entire turkey season one year and I'm getting kind of deep here, I guess, but it, it like really sat with me. And I asked him why, because it was just kind of weird, because he's obsessed with it, you know. And he looked me square in the eyes and just said, it became an idol. And I had to prove it to myself. And I was like, I never thought of it that turkey hunting could become an idol, but I think it could. Oh, yeah. And anything can. And so that's where that goal came from for me this year is I think turkey hunting is a gift from God. I absolutely love it. I I feel spiritual in the woods, like when it's first waking up, you know, there's nothing like it, but I need to honor him by going to church on Sundays. And so anyway, that's definitely probably my number one goal for the year. And that is such an easy and achievable goal that if I can't do that, then that's, that's going to be sad to me, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, I get it. it. I get it. That that one requires nothing but a little effort on my end to drive to church. So it it's going to be a goal for the year. And you know, uh, I also have noticed, and this is total speculation. I've duck hunted and turkey hunted, and I've hunted everything on Sundays. Most of the time, I've gone to church, but I swear I don't kill stuff on Sunday, <laughs> like ever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like if there, you know, there's something to it. There is, I'd never kill anything on Sunday. Like it's always the worst week, and I don't know what it is about it, but Sundays are always terrible. <laughs> so, okay, like, hey, maybe this is a sign. I need to be in church. You know, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Well, I can tell you, there have been numerous times when I've pulled into church on two wheels and. Oh, yeah. You know, thrown the truck in park and jumped out, run in after the priest has walked down the aisle to the altar. And there's a dead turkey in the back of the truck that I know I'm going to have to clean afterwards. So, yeah, you know, can't beat that, though. No, no, not at all. But, yeah, I mean, that's funny. I have gone to church. When I went to a very a really small church in my hometown, I've shown up in camo to Sunday service many times. Oh, yeah. I don't know. So that may offend some people, but I figure being there dressed as is is better than not being there. So absolutely. And then I yeah. noticed several Sundays after doing that, I wasn't the only one in camo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, you know, like I don't think it matters. Like, I mean, yeah, if I have time, I'll get home and get dressed and stuff. But being present's much more important. So yeah. It uh, it was funny to me when I showed up, and there was a couple other dudes showed up in their duck hunting stuff, and I was like, "Huh, this is kind of cool." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of those small towns. I mean, the preacher, or minister, or priest, or whoever it is that's leading the service is used to seeing that. So, you know, they're just yeah, he they're glad the to see just people taking there. off his deer hunter orange. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't think they don't. Oh yeah, I know. My brother-in-law's a preacher. He hunts heavily, you know. But mm-hmm. anyway, that's a big goal for me this year. That's it cool. has nothing to do with killing turkeys, but I've uh, hopefully made that commitment, and we'll we'll see how that goes throughout the year. But yeah. I'm definitely going to focus on that one. Yeah, I think that's very cool. So, 
Well, you want me to take you on a hunt? Yeah, I mean, you took me on a heck of a hunt last week, so take me on another one. <laughs> I didn't take you anywhere. I told you when you got out of the truck, I said, this is your turkey, I'm following you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's how it was. I, that's how I usually do Like, if I, whoever turn it is, I guess, if I know you're shooting first, which you were in this case, I'm like, I'm following you, man. If you want my advice, I'll give it to you. Or, you know, if you ask for my opinion, I'll give it, but I'm following you. Yeah your hunt i'll i'll do what i can but yep. anyway we had a blast but this hunt took place last year so it was midway through the season but we had traveled my brothers and andrew and i had traveled and we were hunting rios mm -hmm. so the day before we had seen on the left side of the road this flock i i don't even know what to tell you but there was a ton of freaking turkeys <laughs> loaded a pile of them and do what a pile of turkeys a literal pile of turkeys and we pulled up in there talked to the guy he said no uh, my daughter likes looking at them you know or whatever and i'm not gonna let you hunt them and okay yes sir appreciate the time you know sorry to the daughter but i immediately went across the road to the neighbor and asked her and she was like yeah absolutely i'd, I'd love for y'all to hunt these turkeys like i she was like the nicest person ever. She didn't hunt, didn't care anything about it, but she was like, I just, I think it's great that y'all are wanting to do this. And like, I'd love for y'all to hunt these turkeys. I was like, and and while we're asking permission, another dude in camo pulls up behind us. <laughs> and he's, he yelled, he rolled down his window. He's like, don't give him permission. And she had already done it. And he got out and we laughed. He was a cool dude. He was like, y'all get permission? And we were like, yeah. And he's like, dang it. I was going to ask too. He's like, but y'all got them or whatever. It was really funny. <laughs> but he, he it was when he rolled down his window and yelled, "Don't give him permission!" It was so funny. Uh, it's cracked me up. But That's hilarious. Anyway, the turkeys we drove by there like four times throughout the day, and they always were on the wrong side of the road. The wrong side of the road. Well, we were like, "All right, it's roosting time. Let's let's drive by that farm we got permission on. We haven't seen a turkey on the farm we can hunt yet, and see if." they crossed or if they're roosted close enough where we think we call them they got with them so like odds of that are slim we drive over there and look and every one of them's on the correct side of the road mm -hmm. we're like holy crap and there's this big block of woods in the back we're like okay surely they'll head there no there's like 10 trees in the middle of her horse pasture <laughs> every one of them flies up in those 10 trees <laughs> in the dead center of a horse pasture and i'm like holy crap i mean what do we there's nothing like, what are we going to do? Yeah. And so we're kind of brainstorming. We're like, well, we could sit against the barn. Like, I don't know if we'll blend in well with, like, the red. You know, I, it was like we just spitballing. And then finally I was like, you know, guys, these things are used to seeing the, the horses out there. I was like, I think if we walk in there at, like, two hours before daylight, I don't think they'll care. Yeah. You know, they'll be asleep or whatever. And if we get there early enough, I think it'd be all right. They didn't really – we kind of went back and forth on it a little bit, but – Eventually, it was like, yeah, I think this is our best shot. Like, I don't think they're going to fly off if we get there in the pitch black dark. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that's where we go. We, we the next morning, just super early, we walk in there and we're slipping in, you know, dead quiet. Then we spook the crap out of the horse. And that thing is, goes, you'll hear it on the audio, I think, <laughs> at the beginning. You can hear it just galloping around us. Like, <laughs> And he's neighing and like, you know, 
And I'm like, holy crap, we couldn't have made much more racket than this. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we get in there and like, it's really dark. It was cloudy, so it was super dark. You couldn't see anything. Even there was nothing like skylight in the branches. And we get in there and we set up in there and we had decided we're going to, me and uh, Thomas, I think it was, we're going to double was the goal. Because mm-hmm. there's plenty of turkeys. And so we're sitting there and I'm like, I don't know if this is gonna work. Like we're like I was like I, I was literally bet I'm sitting in a tree like against a tree that has a turkey. On. Oh yeah, I bet. Um, I'll just let the audio show y'all what goes down to start things, but we're just gonna play this through, and I'm just gonna let you know they didn't know we were in the world, and you can hear how that ended up going for us. <laughs> so we're gonna jump in here. We are sitting on the literal roost trees of a massive flock of hens and Rio Grande gobblers. And I'll let you listen to what happens, but, and I'll come in at the end and kind of tell you what exactly happened.
Shoot the horse. I want to start counting. Ask them when they're ready. Y'all ready, Thomas? Yeah. One, two. So we got the double down. Yeah, you and, did. Woo, it was so sick, man. So they ripped it on the limb, as you heard. There's another whole flock of longbeards and hens gobbling like a quarter mile away, and they kind of got into it with them gobbling and freaking just turkeys gobbling everywhere. I didn't really call on the roost. So they fly down, and like seven or eight of the gobblers pitched out to the left, too far to shoot for Thomas. Him and Ryan sat together, and me and Andrew sat together, and they flew too far down to the left for him to shoot, but one gobbler flew down, like, right in front of me, mm-hmm. like 25 yards, and so I just covered him up with the bead, you know, and I'm like, well, if he starts getting out of here, he's dead, but, you know, as long as he's in range and cool, like, I'm not going to shoot because we may have a chance at getting the double. Yeah. So I start calling. Well, I, I cut my eyes and the whole herd of gobblers, I guess when I started yelping, all the toms flew down first. Mm-hmm. When I started yelping next to the one gobbler, whoo, buddy, the group was mad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, they had like the fire in their eyes just running from the left. <laughs> and so anyway, you can hear me on there. Like they're running so hard that I'm like, I, I think I could shoot in the air and they wouldn't stop. Because <laughs> they, they hear me hen yelping and see the one gobbler strutting by himself over here. I mean, it was just insane. Yeah. And they're tripping over each other. And so you hear me on there like, Thomas, you already? And he's like, yeah, finally. You know, he's like, yeah. Because I had to make sure, A, that the turkeys he's shooting at had cleared the horse that was still staring at us. Of course, yeah. And then that he was on a turkey. And he's, you know, yeah. And so I count it down and we let it rip and ended up with our turkeys. But it was, it was just quite an experience. That was the second time I've ever, like, legitimately sat in the roost with turkeys while they were gobbling. Yeah. And it is insane. That's pretty cool. But it, it was cool, too, when that one is strutting in front of me and I hit those hen yelps, and you could just see the anger in, like, the eight. They were just like, oh, no way did the hens pitch down to that guy. Like, no way. <laughs> we have, look at our beautiful fans. Like, how could they go to him? That's right. And Old Johnny one spur. Both, yeah, he did only have one spur. That was what I was about <laughs> to say. Good call. He had one big spur. I'll give him that. He he had one good sword on him. Nice. But yeah. Anyway, it was freaking awesome. We had a blast, and it was just quite the experience. You know, and, you know it is an experience to the... be sitting on a tree that one's roosted on or very close to that tree that one's roosted on, but when you have eight, ten roosted right there around you, That'll get your blood pumping. <laughs> it was it was insane. And the horse is sitting there watching the whole thing, probably still just in you know, in therapy to this day after watching what he saw, but that darn thing stomping his hoof. It was like a doe or something, you know, just how they are. Like mm-hmm. can't stop looking at you and I'm like sitting there like, Go on, horse, like quit looking at us. <laughs> But, you know, the horse's mind, he's like, what are these dudes doing sitting in here? Like, yeah. I see the turkeys every day, but what are these guys doing in They're here? They're just sitting here. <laughs> Why are they watching me? <laughs> yeah. What are they doing in here at 4 a.m.? That's way early for feeding time. You're watching me? Oh, yeah, I'm watching you. Yeah. Yeah. Almost as good as the, was it the horses that destroyed y'all's decoys out uh, in Texas? Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. Texas go, go decoy to massacre. that episode, the Texas decoy massacre. Yeah. Good gosh. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. But yeah. Awesome hunt. Livestock can mess up a hunt. They're just so curious, you know. I mean, and I don't blame them. They, they, especially if you like people that sit decoys out, really strike the curiosity. Yes. And you know, if they can see you clearly sitting there, they're they're just like, well, what? What is that? Why is he just sitting there? Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's funny to me how curious livestock can be, even though they interact with humans often. Yeah. Yeah. And if they've been fed by a human often, a lot of times they'll follow you around. <laughs> You're like, go on. Yes, they will. I've had that happen before, too. Yeah, yeah, that's always a funny one. They're like, they won't leave you alone. You're like, well, I, my odds of sneaking up on anything are pretty much zero because i got got 100 cows in single file behind me. <laughs> yeah, you're better off getting on the back of one of them and just trying to ride around and <laughs> yeah. find turkeys that way riding on a cow i like it that's that's a new strategy i hadn't tried yet we, we may have to employ that one this year i'm down Count me there you in. go yep cattle cattle back turkey whacking mm-hmm. it'll be the new social media sensation there you go we will we'll be legends on the tiktok that's right on the talk book yeah chinese will love it. watching videos of us on tiktok on our cows <laughs> <laughs> yeah no doubt 
Well, that was cool, man. Thanks for sharing that with us. I yeah, I thought that. everybody'd like to hear a little goblin action right here at seasons opening up. Yes, indeed. I just want to tell everybody that this will come out on a Thursday, so I know at least one southeast state will be in, as well as the south zone of another. Mm-hmm. If you're out turkey hunting, good luck this year. I hope you have a great season. Be careful. Be safe. Once that trigger's pulled, you can't pull it back. So be careful out there and enjoy every second of it. Honor the wild turkey after you kill one. Amen to that. Amen to That's that. the favor of the week. Yep. Do all those things. That's the favor of the week. <laughs> Please be safe and just be respectful of that bird that we love. And, you know, we don't want to do what Cameron's buddy has done, which is, you know, hold that, put that turkey up on on a pedestal. But we do need to be respectful. And, you know, we owe it to that animal. It, it made the ultimate sacrifice for what I hesitantly call a hobby. Yeah. Because it's, it can be an obsession. It is for a lot of us. So, you know, let's do the bird right. And, yeah. All those things. Do all those things. That's a great favor of the week. What do you think? Good luck. And if your season hasn't come in yet, be patient. It'll be here. Oh, I thought you were going to say if your season hasn't come in yet, na-na-na-boo-boo. But you didn't do that. (laughs) You you took the high road. If your season hasn't come in yet, get some. (laughs) (laughs) All you northern people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the ones that we'll be envious of in about 45 days. You'll get to throw days. it back in our face in uh, in May. <laughs> yes, indeed. First week Except of June. Except for me now, because my season goes till like August. Yeah, you'll be after after him up there. <laughs> Sweating and beating ticks off of you. Love, uh, you know, when you get the 103 heat index, that's just one heck of a goblin day. It's prime time, baby. Let's go. Let's Make go. Pulse running around, that really gets those gobblers fired up. <laughs> yes, indeed. All I'm right. Why don't you wrap us up before I get myself in trouble? Well, let's do it. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. We know that you have choices. We appreciate you spending your time with us. We hope you have a wonderful week, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.